This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Kickin' Life Podcast. Your host, your truly Kickin' Life guru, Master Rich Grogan. Hey, as Rocky says, nothing hits harder in life. It's not about how hard you can hit, but how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. And that's how winning is done. And I want you to be a winner. I want you to be your very, very best. I want to inspire and motivate you to believe in yourself. So when, not if, but when life knocks you down, you get right back up with that confidence that I can take on more, I can do more, and I can live my best kick in life. All right, so buckle up, saddle up, here we go. Kick and lifers, how we doing out there? Happy day to you, whatever day it is. Thank you so much, as always, for taking the time to be on the Kick and Life podcast. You've got your host here, Kick and Life Guru Master Rich Grogan. And I tell you what, I have got two absolutely wonderful, super terrific, awesome special guests in studio with me today. And uh, in the producer stand there is Mr. Andrew. He's filling in for. Big John, who's on leave or something. I don't know what he's doing, but Andrew's at the helm here, so we know everything is going to be great. I'm going to get to our super terrific, fantastic, wonderful, awesome guest in just a minute. But first, give a shout out to the Become the Lion, you know, the Daily Lion. And I spoke with uh, one of the gentlemen the other day via Facebook, and we're going to have one of the gentlemen from the Become the Lion on the show in the very near future, which is going to be outstanding. So as we start most shows, we're going to go ahead and go with one of the motivational post here from the book, The Daily Lion. And today is all about, the, the post is, or the quote is, failure is not an option for me. Success is all I envision. That's a good one, right? If you focus on failure, before you know it, the reticular activating system, which we talk about quite a bit, is going to bring more failed attempts into your life. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to go right from A to Z. You're going to go from just starting something up to becoming successful. You're probably going to battle through and have some setbacks and failures. And that's going to be a big part of what our show is about today, because these special guests, especially one of them here, know me probably better than just about anyone else on the planet. So that's what I'm excited to have on the show today. The other one I want to touch on is... Uh, Behind every successful person, there's a lot of unsuccessful years. And that's another post here from the Daily Lion. I'm going to say that one again. Behind every successful person, there's a lot of unsuccessful years. And that kind of ties right into the the guest on the show today. And that guest is my lovely wife, Desi Grogan. And uh, yesterday, we celebrated our 21st wedding anniversary. So happy anniversary, Des. Thank you. Happy anniversary to you. Thank you very, very much. Can you say hello to everybody out there? Hi, everyone. There you go. So um, Desi's not used to doing this thing. Matter of fact, I had to kind of beat her into submission to get her in here yesterday, or I'm sorry, Wednesday. It's Friday for us today. Anyway, earlier this week, we uh, did a video blog. And those that follow, you know, I do video blogs two or three times a week, sometimes more. Well, we got Desi on one of the video blogs and it went through the roof. She rocked it out. She knocked this baby out of the ballpark. So excellent job. And our other special guest on the show is my little buddy, eight-year-old rock star, Green Bell at the Academy, part of our TNT program, which stands for teacher in training, is my buddy Emmett. Emmett, say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. There we go. And Emmett made a – well, he's, he's debuted on many a different video blogs before. He rocks it out. But um, the one we did the other day with Desi on there, Emmett was in the background getting a great little workout in. He was uh, – well, 
showed great perseverance and dedication and determination in battle. He was trying to climb up one of our big pieces of equipment there, and that thing wasn't giving in. Emmett kept battling. He finally got up on it and then jumped down and did all kinds of other cool stuff. Then he decided he's going to kick this thing over. And this is one of the things we used in the adult class. It was extremely difficult to kick over. But once again, his perseverance, dedication, battle, determination, he knocked that baby over. So good stuff. So Emma, what's going on, buddy? Anything going on? Um, No, not really. But yeah? yeah. You enjoying your morning? Yep. Awesome. What did we do this morning already? Um, had breakfast, didn't we? Yeah. 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 How could you forget that? And uh, Emmett is uh, actually, Desi this year is, is homeschooling Emmett. And I'll tell you what, five years ago, what I thought, there is absolutely no way. I just, you know, wasn't uh, open to it. I didn't know what to think. But uh, the more I opened my mind up, I realized that, you know, different settings for different people. And I think this is a great route for Emmett. He's an extremely intelligent young man. Uh, he would get his work done extremely quick at school and then sit around and be bored all the time and then get headaches. So we are going to try this this year. And I think so far, so good. He's doing an excellent job. He's knocking out about seven hours of normal school work in four hours. So he's rocking it out. And another cool thing is, Got dad here. I get to be the PE teacher. So earlier this week, we went to the ice rink, went to a public session, which was awesome. And then, Emma, what are we doing this afternoon? Um, we're going to the ice rink to, well, today is the, um, you can go and shoot pucks. Like, you can bring your own stick. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Are you excited about it? Yep. Yeah, and uh, the cool thing is I can get out there with him, so we have a little father-son time for the uh, 12 and under stick time at the ice rink. So I'm extremely excited. Matter of fact, we went to play it against sports the other day, didn't we, buddy? Yep. And Dad, uh, after I've had the same ice skates for probably 20-something years, I broke down and bought a uh, or used skates. They weren't brand new, but definitely an upgrade from what I've had. Uh, those skates have taken quite a beating and beat down. And then yesterday we got into the, the barn out there and got my hockey equipment out. How was that? It was pretty cool. Um, most of your stuff was like old, but mo- some of it was like new. Yeah. Well, and you, you saw the difference. How about those shoulder pads, huh? The same shoulder pads I wore in high school. Were those kind of beat up and small and kind of disgusting, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they really were. And what about those pants? Those were just, I don't even know the words to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> they were quite a mess, weren't they? Yeah. Yep. So, and uh, Emmett was with me at Played Against Sports, and I was able to pick up a new pair of uh, hockey pants. And I'm telling you what, I got the fever back, and I've been wanting to play for a while, and I'm going to get out there. And it's uh, it's also great that I get the chance to be on the ice with Emmett. We count it as a PE time, which is excellent, but it's also father-son bonding time, which is excellent. So, good stuff. So, you excited about this afternoon? Yeah. Yeah? Good stuff. Are you enjoying the homeschool process? Yes. Awesome, yes, buddy. Sir. You are? Yeah. Awesome. Really? Now, your brother and sister, Austin and Madeline, they, um, they, they're kind of, I don't want to say they're frustrated, but they think it's what the heck. Emmett gets to go to school in his underwear, and they have to get dressed up and go to high school. Were you in school in your underwear yesterday? Um, yeah, this is kind of embarrassing, but yeah. <laughs> it was pretty funny, and uh, it, 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 it's really incredible, and it's working out really, really well. He didn't go out in his underwear. He just was sitting in his office desk. Good stuff. Am I embarrassing you? Yeah, kind of. Am I going to get roughed up later? Um, maybe. Okay, good stuff. All right, well, good stuff, Emmett. We'll get back to you in a minute, little buddy. I want to, uh, Desi's been patient over there. Actually, she's watching the clock, hoping this thing will end. There's nothing to be scared of here. So, Des, we've uh, we've known each other a few years, right? Since 1989. 1989. 1980-something, right? 
Unbelievable. And we met uh, at a restaurant at Bonanza. I was the, well, I guess some type of manager, and Desi came in for a job, and bing, bang, boom, and, and we've been together ever since, which has been pretty awesome. And I tell you what, uh, those listeners of the show, you listen all the time, and you hear me talk about everything that Desi's done to help you know push motivate, support me and my endeavors and processes along the way and all my uh, wild, crazy visions and dreams and quest and all the failed attempts, the bankruptcies and everything else. Well, this lady next to me here, my beautiful wife of 21 years now, has been a true angel and a true saint because I've put her through a lot of stuff. And uh, for some reason, she's chose to stay with me. So I'm very grateful for that. Um, So Desi, we met and um, obviously you've become part of the studio now. 2014 is when you quit your nursing job and you've taken over all the administrative duties and the studio, the academy, the business and everything that I'm doing uh, with the blogs, the podcast, I've got time to do that now because you're handling all the stuff in the background, all the administrative duties. So prior to that, you were a nurse for how, how many years? I guess I should know, but... Since 1996. For, so I was a nurse for about 18 years. 18 years. Mm-hmm. Good. You went to SIU, got your nursing yes. degree. Yes. And uh, what were your first couple years of nursing and how's that kind of helping out now? So I did, I, I also have a minor in psychology. So I, I got my BS in nursing and a minor in psych. And that set me up, I think, for my first career in nursing, which was child and adolescent psych. So I did inpatient Awesome. And of course, now uh, you're a huge part of the academy. We, 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 you're able to use a lot of those tools that you, I guess, went to school for and practiced your first few years of nursing to help out kids at the studio live their best possible life as far as how to tap in to help them uh, connect with them in order to, I don't want to say push what we do, but inspire the kids to become their very, very best. So 18 years of nursing and you went from kind of the child psych role into it. Well, well, yeah, so then I did medical nursing, just general medical floor. I did some home health care nursing. Uh, then I moved to, goodness, I, I kind of switched around a lot in nursing. It's a good it's a good field that you can do that and learn. They were just all stepping stones and learned from each and every position I was ever in. Um, case management is what I ended up in and did that for several years. And that's, I kind of ended at managing case management and social services in the hospital. So. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, quite the background. And I tell you what, listeners, um, <laughs> she was my sugar mom along the way there because in 1990, we were married August 24th, 1996. And then February of 1998, I decided that uh, I'm going to quit my job and start the business. And I'd always read motivational posts and quotes and books, but it was a little book my grandmother had given me. And the quote I read was, a man can never explore new oceans if he's afraid to leave the shore. And this is about two in the morning. I wake up, like, or I was reading the book. I woke Desi up and said, you know what? I'm going in tomorrow, and uh, I'm going to quit my job. And <laughs> uh, I don't know if you remember your thoughts there because you were half asleep. You said, what? And, and then you actually fell back asleep. I go in on the word processor. And this was in 1997, so we didn't have a computer. We couldn't afford one. And a word processor was kind of a, oh, I guess a step up from a typewriter, but not quite a, a computer yet. So when I type up the resignation, took me a couple hours. I wake Desi up again at 4 o'clock in the morning, and I say, hey, can you read this thing over? And she goes, what is it? And I said, it's my resignation. I'm going in to turn in. I'm going to quit my job. We talked about this. And uh, do you remember the conversation? Because you were half in, half no, out of sleep. I do not remember. I don't even remember that happening. I don't. I think he did that on purpose, actually, so that so that I couldn't fight him on it. I don't know. 
Well, it was inspiration. You know, the, the iron strikes are, you know, boom. You got to do it, right? So anyway, I, I go over and I was a coffee salesman. I turn in my resignation. Two or three hours later, I'm back home. And there's like, what are you doing? I said, well, I quit my job. You, you, you did what? So um, clearly, I, I, I don't know. Um, I thought we discussed it. But uh, we had talked about it, but nothing was uh, formal. But anyway, um, so tell, tell our listeners what your parents thought. Here we've been married less than six months, and here this guy you married now has suddenly quit his job. You're a nurse, you're a sole income, and I'm starting this business, Grogan's Martial Arts and Fitness. Your parents... Uh, <laughs> you know, I feel, like, I feel like they were actually very supportive. I feel like they've, they were supportive of us. We've been together since I was 16 years old, and they always very much liked you and saw saw the good in you and I think they were very supportive actually uh, of course there was fear as everyone would have that um, I know the one comment that my mom had made was he better not leave you after you've supported him through all this and that was several years later actually after you had decided to to go back to college and um and we had and, and supported you through that so I said sure. nah he's not gonna leave me <laughs> It was, it was definitely a battle. Once again, um, Desi's opened my eyes in so many different ways, and you just saw how she kind of turned that. I thought her parents were ready to kill me because, like, what the heck is this guy doing here? And that's because the vibe that I felt from that. Uh, they were always very supportive and very backing, but I guess I was thinking, what the heck? If some knucklehead did this with my daughter, I'd want to clobber him. But Desi was able to spin that in a nice, positive way. And her parents were extremely supportive. My thought was, you know, I'm going to open this business. I'm going to get myself some business cards. And suddenly everybody's going to come flocking to our doors. Well, that didn't happen. And uh, we started uh, the aerobic classes, doing some self-defense classes. Then we filmed our first video in 1999 called Kick to Get Fit. And that was another one. That was around the time Billy Blanks came out with Tybo. And we thought, man, this is going to be it. And I traveled all over the place promoting the video. And that was kind of a bomb, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> it, was, it was. It was an experience. Again, it was a learning. It was a learning experience. So, yeah, a great learning experience. And of course, I look back now, and obviously, I don't. I never want that experience to happen again. As far as uh, we went bankrupt, and it was quite an ordeal. We had a one-year-old. Austin was born in 2000, and I was back in school. I went back to college to get my degree in kinesiology. So we had a lot of things going on. And Desi was the foundation and support as she's always been. Working, uh, well, I think you're working a couple different nursing jobs and yes. mm-hmm. and uh, making it all happen. But anyway, uh, fast forward, I shared some of these things on our uh, Facebook page yesterday, kind of talking about a highlight over the past 21 years, and that was obviously a big part of it, getting married and then starting the business and then moving forward. And then 2003, was it? Yeah. <laughs> Forgot my daughter's own birth date. Madeline was born in June of 2003. Uh, Austin was the big brother then. He was born May 26th of 2000. Moving forward, and we moved into a new house in 2005, and then we also that same year had uh, our first studio location open up in Edwardsville, and we did all kinds of stuff with the studio, and you remember you, you and your sister came and painted the whole doggone place? Yes. It was big, wasn't it? Yes. Good thing I like to paint. <laughs> yeah, my gosh. Yeah, I'm telling you. So anyway, as we continue moving forward um, with uh, the school, I was teaching as a teacher during the day. Desi was a nurse. We're rocking this thing out. Come 2008, we had another financial hardship, repeated the cycle all over again. And then 2012, that's kind of when the business really started moving in the right direction. I quit my teaching job, and then moving forward 2014, you quit your nursing job, and we got our systems in place now, and we're moving forward, right? We are. 
doing some good stuff. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, when I say Desi's the brains behind the outfit, I'm the out front guy, you know, the, the motivator, the inspirator, the high-fiver, the, the self-defense guy, the getting everybody feeling good. Well, Desi's doing all the things that I pretty much failed to do in the back end. And the thing about business, other entrepreneurs out there listening to our show here, you've got to have that full circle. I thought, man, I just teach the best possible classes. I get out there, I interact with people, I have a great time, then everything's going to take care of itself. And I found more times than not, I would go to pay the bills after working literally 100-something hours a week, and I couldn't pay the bills. We didn't have any money. I'm like, how is this possible? And, uh, well, you remember, Des, when I was still teaching there, I would get up at 6, 7 in the morning, go to school, go to the studio, wouldn't get home till sometimes 11 or 12 at night, and then yep. fall asleep at the computer. Some More times than not, you'd wake me up at the computer just to go to school the next morning, and that cycle was really starting to repeat itself. And that was another reason when I, in 2012, quit teaching, you had mentioned that uh, I was kind of growing into a person I didn't like or didn't want to be simply because I didn't have any interaction with my own kids or own family. Right. It was working so many hours with the business. So um, listeners out there, in 2012, when I quit another job, which was actually my career as a teacher, it was it, that, that was more discussed than the one in 1997. And that was kind of a good push by Desi mentioning, hey, you know, you need to, something's got to give here because yeah, right. we, it wasn't working. You were very burnt out, but you were just burning at both ends, and, and it was not working for our personal life and for our family at all. Yeah, Right. So, And then after, uh, in 2012, I, l- listeners have heard this a lot, it was a really a tough year simply because I didn't know what to do now. I'm out there, and uh, it, suddenly I don't have the income of teaching coming in, and now I've really got to make this business work, but you simply don't know what you don't know. And that was kind of the, you know, we started off talking about from the daily lion, become the lion. It takes years to achieve that success. And now we've been in business 20 years, and we won Business of the Year this past year. That was awesome, wasn't it? Absolutely. And in front of all the different uh, commu- uh, business owners in the community of Edwardsville there was pretty outstanding. But anyway, what we've got going with the business now, and I'm going to get Emmett involved here in just a minute here. He's sitting over there saying, yeah, baby, is um, we, we, we've grown into uh, we've, martial arts is kind of the s- central focus because it's a martial arts academy, but our biggest vision and mission of what we do is inspiring these kids to believe in themselves and to respect others by developing that confidence, that self-respect, that self-esteem, where they can stand up for themselves and stand up to bullying to live their best possible life. And as a, we, we see kids that come in and uh, all the time, and what's probably the number one thing you see that uh, with our program? Is it kids coming in lacking confidence, being bullied, talking you, to parents? You know, I think there's several kind of number one things because every child that comes in is unique and has their own reasoning their parent has their own reasoning to bring them and whether even if it's the the kids who just say oh they want to come in and do karate there's really a background reason for that too so whether it's their a lot of times they are being bullied on the bus and after school and the playground things like that and they just need the confidence to know what to do Um, the other thing I see a lot is the focus and concentration at school so this kid just really has is a great kid but really has a hard time sitting still their behavior is not where they need it to be, what that teacher needs it to be, so they need help with their focusing and concentration too. Awesome. And it's, uh, we, we talk about all the time, we're more, we like to focus on being a life skills academy that teaches martial arts as opposed to a martial arts academy that teaches life skills because we know these life skills are going to help these kids develop and become their very best. And as we get older, these are the kids that are going to be taking care of us as we get older. So we want to make sure these kids have got the right tools, the manners, the discipline, the respect, and moving forward. And Emmett, um, you're a green belt now, and of course, you've been with the academy before you can even remember. Um, and it, It's a little different because Austin, he didn't really start martial arts 
months until we started the first business, uh, or actually had the first studio, which was in 2005. So he was five years old. He was still with us when we were doing all kinds of other things, but you and even your sister, even the time before you could crawl, you were in, uh, well, not only diapers, you were just a little baby. <laughs> He's giving me a look there. But you've been around it your whole entire life. And um, Emmett, what, what, what's your favorite part about class? What do you like doing the most? Um, class, I think, like, I like um, the, well, I like basically a lot of stuff. I'd probably say, like, everything in class. Okay. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. And now you're a part of the TNT. What does TNT stand for? Teachers in training. Teachers in training. He's eight years old and is already a teacher. Are you kidding me? What's that all about? What else does TNT stand for? Um... Um, Dino. Dynamite. Oh, that's right, because they are dynamite rock stars. And here's the thing. We've got an eight-year-old that's assisting with class, kind of helping kids out, helping new kids on the floor. Not only does it build, boost and build their confidence that they know they're helping somebody else out, but these kids see them as like, hey, I want to do what they're doing. So it helps develop the leadership program, but also the inner leader for these kids. And Emmett, how cool is it to go around and give all the kids a high five and you know, if you have kids say, I want to do what you're doing, I want to be like you? It's really cool. Um, it's like I'm the well, I am the example now. I used to not be. I like I used to um, have people be the example for me, but I still do. So I'm kind of both. Awesome. Yeah, you get the best of both worlds. You get to be the example for the newer kids. Then of course your kids that are older than you and your seniors by rank, and the of course instructors. They're the example for you. So it's the best of both worlds, right? Yeah. And do you like helping kids at the academy? Yeah, it's a lot of fun doing that. And how does it make you feel? Awesome. Makes you feel awesome, absolutely. And what's our thing at the studio? We make people feel... Great. Great, awesome, super terrific. And uh, uh, Emmett, even at eight years old, he understands this. We talk about this all the time. Everybody's wearing a sign. What does that sign say? Make me feel... Special. That's right. And when you make people feel special, it makes you feel... Special. Absolutely. It goes back and forth. Good stuff. So Emmett, you got your green belt now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rocking on, rocking on. And you're learning all kinds of new forms and challenging self-defense techniques. It's a little bit tougher now than it was as an orange belt or a yellow belt, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What do you think is the toughest part now, being a green belt? Probably the forms. Forms, yeah. Mm-hmm. More than just one or two motions. There's a lot of motions in those forms, aren't there? Yeah. Yeah, you got to battle. So when things get tough, do you just say, you know what, this is too tough, I give up and quit? Or what do you do when things get tough? Battle through. Battle through. What does that mean? I mean, uh, well, I don't know what that means. Is it that, means no, not to quit, to keep going until you get it. Right. And what do we say something to the studio? Do we say we try to do something or we do? And what? So we, what happens when you try? You don't get it, but, but you, you won't do as well as you, you will do if you just do it. That's right, buddy. So in other words, uh, if we try, we say, I'm going to try to do this, but we're unsuccessful or we fail at it, we can say, well, at least I tried. But if we say we're going to do it, we're going to keep at it until we do it. That's right, buddy. Good job, Emmett. Eight years old, you're already a rock star on the podcast. And Emmett has also starred on, I don't know, countless different video blogs with me. And the video blogs that he's on are usually my most popular ones. They get more shares, more likes, more comments. What's that all about, Emmett? I have no idea. Well, I don't have any idea either because you're awesome. And then Desi was on the video blog with me, with Emmett. So I think it was a uh, tag team tandem here, the duo, the dynamic duo, Batman and Robin or Desi and Emmett. I don't know. Anyway, 
That one has gotten almost 2,000 uh, views and I don't know how many shares, likes, comments. They knocked it out of the park. So I'm beginning to wonder if people are getting sick of hearing me, listening to me, seeing my face. I'm going to start having you guys on here more often. Is that all right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it. Did, did you hear that in their voice? That sounded mm. like, yeah, they want to. <laughs> yeah. And this is really a stretch for Desi. I'm probably going to get a severe beating after this because uh, this is not something she wanted to do. But I wanted uh, listeners out there, I talk about all the stepping stones and everything we've done to achieve the level of success we've achieved, but it's just the tip of the iceberg. We've got so much more uh, to go and so many more great things to do. And another thing Desi's done with the Academy is we set those systems, structures, and processes in place. So we've got uh, Nathan, one of our, he was my first student, first black belt, first instructor, and now uh, he's actually in a full-time position. And you were just working with him yesterday on scheduling and inventory and a few other things. Where, 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 right. where are we going to take that with Nathan? Well, I think that we're just, I'm trying to educate him on everything that we do so that at some point he can oversee it and just be able to help. I think any good manager needs to be able to jump in and do every single role in, in a position. And that's what he's learning. Awesome. And you've had a little bit of experience being a manager at the hospital, right? Yes. Your last position, yes. you know, tell your listeners what your many last years, position. Many different managerial positions, actually. So through the years, I was even, even at the psych position, I became a manager and then left that and then did nursing again and became another manager in another hospital. So I'm um, kind of moved up the ladder and then moved on and, and did that several years, but yeah. Sure. And when you, uh, I guess, how old were you when you first became a manager of the psych unit and the people had been there uh, longer in the position than you, you'd even been alive. So it was kind of difficult. Yeah, I was in my it? early, tw- in my twenties. Yeah. So it was a little mm-hmm. difficult to uh, share with the listeners about that, how just being kind of young and then you were promoted because of hard work ethic and doing a good job and being smart and, des- you know, desiring to make things better. You were put into a managerial position at a young age, and it was a little difficult, wasn't it? Right, right. Middle management's hard. I think that especially the situation that I had where I was in trying to middle manage the staff that actually trained me that had been in a position and had been a nurse for 30 years you know they they don't want to listen they don't want to listen to what to what the new people have to say so yeah it's it difficult a yeah but you learned a lot from it absolutely right? and that helped better absolutely. you and that's Definitely. another good talk about all the time those stepping stones obviously you don't enjoy the experience you're going through at the time but in hindsight without that experience it wouldn't have created what you have the knowledge you have today right and i bring that up because we're totally different as far as the managerial roles yes. uh, we're bipolar opposite you know uh, yin and yang yin and yang yes. absolutely matter of fact we're going to co-author a book i'm going to say this on the air so <laughs> we can get moving on it yin and yang parenting and uh, Desi's got the soft, nurturing approach, always looking at things from this perspective. Of course, I got the right hook of reality, the drop in the hammer. It's not mean, but it's just definitely firm. So our goal, and we've done it with our kids, and we're really, really doing it now with our business and everything else, is to meet in the middle. And if you've seen the yin and yang, the black and the white symbol, which is the Chinese symbol in Korea, and South Korean flag, they've got the um and yang. And the um and yang is blue and red, as opposed to the yin and yang, which is uh, black and white. So anyway, that cut that is in the middle, that's like a razor's edge, but that's the perfect balance between the harmonies. Perfect balance between man and woman, fire, water, hot, cold. 
Yeah, all the different, uh, um, du- there's a dualities of the universe, but all the differences, that middle line is the perfect balance, the perfect separation, and that's what you're trying to achieve. Not too much testosterone, not too much estrogen, not too hard, not too soft. Nice balance in the middle. Now, it's a razor's edge because it's extremely difficult to find that perfect balance. And the perfect balance, uh, um, there's a term in Korea called pyong. And one of the forms that Emmett was just talking about. What's your new form? Bringing that up. Pyongyang. Whoa. He said that, those Korean words. And that's for, um, Pyong is the form of the tortoise, the turtle. It's all about balance, longevity. And then, of course, a turtle is not the fastest thing in the world, but it's got a real strong defense. So it's uh, slow, steady motions, but big, strong, hard defenses with that. But the balancing, I'm talking about the Pyong, is that razor's edge between the two harmonies there, trying to find that perfect balance. And I think, you know, with anything in life, if you work too much, you don't spend enough time with the family. If you spend too much time watching TV, sitting around doing everything else, then your family life, your work life, and everything else is going to suffer. So it's all about trying to find that balance in the harmonies of, and is it easy? No, no. I think that's probably one of the most difficult things, the most difficult challenges people face is finding that balance, especially nowadays with social media. Because does uh, we, we kind of get on to each other about this. We go on there for just a couple minutes to look at this or that, and what happens? It's a time sucker. It is. You get caught up. You get caught up in it. Before you know it, 15 minutes, a half an hour, 45 minutes has gone by, and boom, what the heck happened? And uh, obviously, we talk about on this show all the time, what you put into your mind, what you focus on magnifies. And does share with our listeners, when I first was introduced to Zig Ziglar, kind of a different change in life. And uh, well, actually, you know, I'm going to hold off on Des. Emmett, when uh, we used to listen to rock and roll and all kinds of cool stuff in the car, and then dad found the Zig Ziglar guy, and you were kind of young at the time, so you didn't quite get it. But what did your brothers and sisters say every time they got in the car? So I'm like, uh, like, no, dad, Can why can't we like listen to anything else? Do we have to listen to the Zig Ziglar guy? Remember that? Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and if it's been in the car, I listen to my audio books and everything else. But I've kind of reverted back a little bit, and now we rock out on some good stuff in the car, don't we, buddy? Yeah. Yeah. Playing the air guitar over there? <laughs> yeah. Good stuff, buddy. But uh, no, the whole point was I was introduced to a, just a different way, a different mindset of thinking, and uh, went from a conference because you simply don't know what you don't know. And as we were kind of, uh, well, I would say we, but me, with all the Zig Ziglar, the John Maxwell, the Jack Canfield, the Brian Tracy's, the Jim Rome's, and Bing Bang Boom, and throwing all kinds of different stuff at you. And since we start, I started listening to those things, it's definitely been a, a change in not only the attitude, personality, mindset, but in the business growth and structure as well, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And then also, can you share with the listeners about the relationship with the family, just thinking from a, a different mindset? I mean, I would say that most people think that people don't change, that you're set in your ways once you become an adult. And I would say that, that you have changed immensely in the past, not not even when you started listening to the Zig Ziglar and things like that back, because goodness, that's probably been 10 years that you started doing that. That was 2012. Okay. So, so I, I know it doesn't seem okay. like it, but it's... Right, right. It seems like a long time. But just in the last few years, I feel like it's finally connected with you and, and you truly have become a better person than what you were before. And it's just... It's obvious in our children. It's obvious in our relationship. It's obvious in the growth through our business because of the fact, the connection that you have with our students and with the families and things. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. You're that welcome. makes me feel good. And I've always, I mean, you know, I, I think I've always been an optimistic, upbeat, uh, fun, happy guy, but a lot of that drifted away and it was 
you know, poor conditioning from the people I was surrounding myself with, the federation that I was a part of for 20-something years, and then also my upbringing, you know. And I love my parents to death, but they were from a different era and a different mindset, and uh, it was more negative, I would say, than positive. Absolutely, so, it, it was. It and was. Uh, when, when, when Desi introduced it me to so work, many different things. It was work things. for you to have to look at the bright side of things. You tried, but it was hard for you. That's a great way to look mm-hmm. at it. It was, mm-hmm. it was a lot of work for me to look at the bright side. It was easy, and that's how it is today, in today's society. It's easy to see the negative. It's easy to point out other people's flaws, which I was plenty guilty of doing because I simply, you know, you are who you surround yourself with. And I was around that mindset. I didn't necessarily think it was right, but I didn't know what else to do. And I'd mentioned you've opened my eyes to so many different things, but then also listen to this, and now we're surrounded with wonderful people like Kyoshi Dave Kovar, who's actually uh, – uh, coming in September to be a part of our academy, do a little business boot camp. But some of the people we've met in the martial arts industry that have been life-changing. Right. They're wonderful people. They really are. The martial arts community, you don't realize that they do have this vision of making the world better. And and they're really trying like one academy at a time. They're really good people. Good. Good. Well said. And Emmett, you've um, kind of been on both sides. You didn't really remember when we were with the Federation there because you were uh, kind of a tiger but how are things different at the Academy now? They're much more fun. We do cooler things. And then we've got the TNT program and then the life skills, the mat chats, all kinds of cool stuff. Right, buddy? Yeah, definitely. Yep. Is, um, and with, uh, is uh, your brother, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Is your brother favor- your favorite instructor at the Academy? Um, Uh-oh. Look out. He used to be. He Uh used to be, but his brother doesn't instruct as much anymore. He's doing other things. Probably like, well, for assisting, um, it's my brother and um, somebody else. Well, he does. Which is, I don't think he uh, wants. He, he doesn't want to uh, call anybody out. Yeah. So we love all the instructors at the yeah. rosters, we do. right? They're wonderful. Yeah. I, I was just kind of going with uh, if you're going to take a pop shot at your brother Austin because you guys rough each other up in your rough house all the time, and uh, he kind of says some cool or uh, uh, brotherly stuff to you, and you get back at him. But that's okay. I'm proud of you, buddy. That was a tough one there. But anyway, things have changed. And Desi, obviously, when I first went to the first conference with uh, Kiyoshi Dave Kovar, coming back with these, you know, the mind sets and these different uh, uh, we are the cleanest place in town we are the friendliest place in town we are the best place in town all these different things that we brought into the academy it was a whole different mindset than we'd ever been exposed to with the martial arts community before because our martial arts community was extremely small and a whole different mindset on looking at things and that mindset was pretty much the mindset I grew up with the kind of that uh, uh, is negative too strong a word or no I agree with that Okay, very limited beliefs and very closed-minded. But um, so I often tell the story about you. We talk about emptying your cup, and that's a martial arts term. If your cup is full and you pour more water into it, it all splashes out. And then the other part is: is your cup half full or half empty? Well, what I've learned here lately, and I talk about a lot, is it doesn't matter if it's half full or half empty. It's what's in your cup that really matters. And if you've got a bunch of sludge and glue and mud and gunk and negativity in that cup. That's what's focusing on your mind. So you're literally pouring toxicity in your brain because that's what you're focusing on. So with the Zig Ziglar and John Maxwell, Jim Rome, and uh, Tony Robbins and all the others that I listen to now, that is, it's taken a little while ahead and to kind of flush some of that out or to clean that it cup. Has. It's been work for you. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. um, and the reason I share this with you and the reason I tell you about this is because it was, an, I mean, it was constant. I was always positive and upbeat. But it took a lot of work to flush that out because that was a preconditioned 
30-something years, maybe 40 years of building in there, but I always knew I wanted to do something better. I wasn't, wasn't, it's not that I wasn't happy with who I was, but I knew I could be better. I just didn't know how to do it. And I tell you, surrounding myself with a different group of people, reading, listening to audio books, what you put in your mind is so powerful. Now, we all know that. That's the old cliche. Well, I know, I know, but, 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 but no, what you put in there. And my life has changed tenfold since I started pumping more positivity in there, eliminating the negative, and then surrounding myself with better people. And as, like you mentioned, our relationship has really gone to a much higher level, better than I think it's ever been. Yeah? Yeah, definitely. And then the relationship with the kiddos, the growth at the academy, the video blogs, the podcast that I've got now, and the book, which I have been kind of dragging my tail. Desi's been kicking my butt. And Emmett, what did you tell me this morning about my book? Um, you need it done. <laughs> there funny. it is. That's the right hook of reality for a minute. <laughs> Bang! You need it done. So I put the chapters together. I've got... Oh, you got something else, uh, buddy? Go ahead. Yeah. By the way, about earlier, I think the studio's improved a lot since we, like, first started it. So... How? How has it improved? Wow. Like, we do more stuff. It's more fun. And... Um, we try to inspire the kids more. Wow. Words from an eight-year-old. That's excellent, <laughs> little buddy. Nice job. And, uh, yeah, and I tell you what, um, we we talk about things because I definitely value the opinion because an eight-year-old, do I know what it's like to be an eight-year-old? I mean, I act like an eight-year-old most of the time, but I truly don't know what it's like or what's going through their minds. So we talk to them. Now, here's our thing. We've got our, our standards and our values, honor, integrity, discipline, and respect, which are our core principles, but... You know what? It all boils down to we've got to make it fun and exciting and engaging for the kids If because we, we're going to push them to be their best, but they have to enjoy it, which is a tough balance. And we talk about all the time, Des, we've got the martial arts values, which are A number one, but it's karate fun for the kids. Because inevitably, right. who makes the decision if the kids are going to stay or not? The child does. That's unfortunate. Parents but it's don't true. want to believe that, but it's true. Yeah. It's true. That's we, don't wanna, we don't want to fight too much like we have to choose our battles some battles are worth fighting and i think being with us is worth fighting for um but but that's hard sometimes if if it's not fun for the kids sure and then uh, maybe share with all the the and not all the stories because that would be a 10 podcast but we've had so many countless kids that have wanted to quit and we've kind of pushed them over that hump which is usually the green belt blues and the successes well we just had what sydney got her black belt and a couple right. times she wanted to quit and uh um well, I think there's probably just about, well, not just about, every single one of our black belts now at one point in time wanted to quit. Sure. And then they are. Well, the difference is also it's not a seasonal sport. So so most of society is used to doing short-term things. They're used to football for a couple months, hockey for a couple months, baseball for the summer. But they're not used to something that is a lifetime kind of commitment to where this it changes their life, not just playing around for three months and then they're done with it. So it's a it's a different mindset for the, for the students and their parents. Wow. Absolutely wonderful. Great. Well said there. Thanks. Wow. If you're on the podcast more often, just for that <laughs> bit right there. Was that good, Emmett, or what? Yeah, it was really good. Oh, thank you, Emmett. <laughs> <Nice> job. <laughs> Emmett's giving her a thumbs up. Nice job. So, does mom get an A-plus for the day? Uh, Yeah. Or just an A? Probably... Uh-oh. Um, hmm. A. <laughs> just an A... I thought that was pretty outstanding. Nicely done. So, Des, since you've kind of taken over... Um, almost all the administrative duties and the marketing and everything else from uh, 2014, if, if you believe it, it's been three and a half years now. Um, how has your thoughts on the business 
changed since you, you first started? I mean, uh, you're kind of seeing the everything that was done in the background, and now you're doing it, and at a much, much higher level than I could have ever dreamed of doing it. It was my envision, envision to do it that way, but it just never manifested. It was, you know, one-man right. band. Well, I don't think I, I never really knew before what you did. I feel like yes, I was I don't there. Think I anybody was, knows what I no, did. No, I still don't. <laughs> honestly, still don't. But but um, but I was there. I was like you said before. I was financially supporting everything, Sugar and, mama. Then, and then I was emotionally supportive. But physically, I mean, really doing the business stuff, I didn't. I was I was busy working my jobs, and um, so I didn't know. And so when I first left the job of nursing, and I thought, you know where I'm literally saving someone's life sometimes, right? Then to go, what am I doing? What is this business? What am I, I'm just a secretary? Am I like, what am I? So I've definitely found a purpose that's just as important as saving someone's life in the medical sense. I feel like we are absolutely saving lives and changing lives and making them better with what we do. And I hear it every time I'm at that academy. I hear the parents come up and say, oh my gosh, we had no idea. She's not fighting anymore at in class this he's not arguing anymore he's actually following directions and going to bed when i tell him to go to bed and 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 it's oh he's not biting his sister anymore and and things that they had no idea they were hopeful that we would be able to help them with but it really helps everyone with their different challenges well that's obviously the different mindset of everything we've gotten from the groups uh were before even though we wanted to teach more than just the martial arts the physical aspects of it we simply, we didn't know how. And uh, now that we've got that as a huge part of the program, probably the biggest part of the program, we're seeing a huge return on that. And the biggest return is helping these kids become their absolute very, very best. And there's nothing more satisfying than hearing a parent come up or a mom coming up uh, or posting something on social media and telling us, my gosh, I, 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 this is what I wanted. My child stood up for this kid who was being bullied the other day. And we actually made uh, one of our moms and her daughter wanted to quit a couple different times too, but we were able to encourage her and move her through. And the mom was um, <laughs> was kind of our success of the week. We made a parent cry. What? Made a par- Is that a good thing, Emmett, making a parent cry? Well, it depends if it's oh. a good cry or bad. <laughs> like a sad or a happy. Emmett, you are so amazing. So we made a parent cry. That was our success. It was a good cry. Her daughter, which was fairly timid and she was working on her self-defense and we've been working hard pushing her a little bit there are times when she wanted to quit because it was getting more difficult but during her testing process I, we threw a couple of the bigger teenage guys against her and she defend not only defended herself she was throwing them all over the place and they're tapping out i mean it was it was incredible and the mom's over there bawling i'm thinking about crying listening to it so that was our success for the week because that mom saw right then and there why she was encouraging why she was motivating and why she was continuing to push her daughter to be a part of the program. Now her daughter's a part of the TNT program, a rock star. Heck, over the summer, she was there every single day for the summer camps. Yes, she asked. We have we have TNT members who will ask their parents to please let them do more, let them come to class more now, yeah, because they love it. And, and, and this particular young lady who was wanting to quit, now she's, uh, um, I guess she's, she's in a black belt club and She's moving toward her black belt. Mm-hmm. really happy about that. But those are the stories and those are the inspiration. Those are the different things. And it all starts with that mindset of not giving up, always having a vision of being successful, battling through the adversity and the failures. But I'm telling you what, it starts with the mind. It starts with the attitude. It starts with not only believing in yourself, but believing you can do better, you can be better. 
Good stuff. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week. Another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.